guys, I'm Rachel Hollis. And I'm Dave Hollis. And we're married. For like 14 years. And together for 16. We have kids. Four kids. Which is like a thousand kids. We've also been foster parents to four kids as well. We're running a business together. We do a lot of things. That is a lot of things. <laughs> but we feel like it's possible, we know it's possible, to have an exceptional relationship regardless of the stresses you have in your life. That's why we decided to do a podcast together. It's called Rise Together. So if you want some tips and tricks on how we kind of get through all the things. This is it. Come on down. Here we go. <laughs> This is Dave Hollis. Welcome to this week's episode of the Rise Together podcast. Coming to you live from the floor of our master bedroom closet, this week's episode has us looking at relationships that you need to quit. Relationships that you ought to be thinking about how in the past to find a less than ideal version of yourself that if you were to reevaluate those relationships might have you showing up better for yourself, better for your partner, and ultimately leading you to a more exceptional relationship. Uh, relationships that you need to quit, uh, these may not be actual relationships with humans. Uh, they may be other things as well, but we're going to dive into five different relationships that, if you're interested in reaching for an exceptional version of your relationship, could be the key to unlocking a path to that vision. They are these five things. They are uh, rethinking your relationship with media, rethinking your relationship with food and exercise, rethinking your relationship with people who don't make you reach for more, rethinking your relationship, the one that you're currently in, as it is or was relative to what you'd hope it to be, and rethinking your relationship with your old self, yourself today versus yourself in the future. So let's dive in. The first relationship that we are going to argue that you ought to reconsider or maybe ought to consider quitting is your current relationship with media. We've said many times, you are what you consume. You are what you focus on. And the choices you make every day in how you spend your time and the relationship that you have with media will inevitably influence the person that you are, whether you are a positive person or a negative person, a person who is full of hope or a person who is full of despair, a person who has anxiety or a person who feels confident about their future, many times is a reflection of the kind of media that they uh, as a human, are consuming. So how often do you think about what you put in front of you as an individual or what you as a couple are choosing to consume together and how that consumption is having an impact on the quality of the relationship that you find yourself in? Social media. It's a blessing and a curse. It's a business that we at the Hollis Company are obviously super immersed in. But social media is a dangerous thing in that if you are measuring your relationship against the perfect picture that other people are perpetrating on social media, the chances that you're going to feel great about your relationship are lower. If you are consuming a feed in social media 
that tends to use language that's more negative than it is positive, that tends to be more abrasive than it is uplifting, the likelihood that you're going to walk into your life and into your relationship with a spirit of grace or a spirit of positivity or a spirit of hope is unbelievably lower than if you're conscientious of what it is in your social feed that you're exposing yourself to. How much time are you and your spouse committing to screen time, to television? If you are watching more than three hours of television every single night, you are choosing television as a priority over other things you could be doing as a couple to connect. Uh, It's not to say that sitting and enjoying a TV show isn't a way that you might both like to spend time together, but the quality of the time that you're spending is the question that you have to ask yourself when a screen is involved and keeps you from being in conversation and community with each other in a way that were a screen not involved, you might be able to connect. Video games, hello. Uh, If you are a gentleman listening to this, I can relate to having gone through periods of time where a new video game being introduced to the world may have had me spend a little more time than was actually healthy for my relationship in relationship with that video game instead of in relationship with my with my wife or with my kids. Uh, video games are not evil necessarily, but can be something that if you're not conscientious of the kind of time that it takes you away from the people who are important can lead to you not showing up as the version that you'd hope to as a partner or as a parent or both. So, um, you know, being conscientious of how these different media platforms play a role in our lives as individuals so that we can balance the way that we invest that time on these screens against the way that we'd hope to also connect with our kids or also connect with our partner is a very, very important conversation. And the last piece with your relationship with media, I'm going to say it, is porn. Hello. Uh, Sorry if you're driving in a car with kids. Frankly, I'm not sure why you're listening to this podcast with kids. But you know what? This is a real life thing. It exists in the universe. And if you're not having a conversation as a couple about how pornography exists or doesn't as a part of your relationship, you ought to because it's just too pervasive And in the dark, this kind of thing can become an unbelievably bigger barrier to you creating the kind of intimacy that you're hoping for. It can be something that acts as a barrier for connecting in the sexual part of your relationship and inevitably can create a lot of hurt and a lot of pain. So think about overall whether you need to quit some or all of the relationship that you have with media. Be honest about the trade-offs that exist right now between the things that you are creating a priority for when it comes to your consumption versus how you're intentionally showing up for the person or people in your life that are hoping for you to give them that attention and what the impact of that consumption is having on your state of mind or your demeanor or your sex drive or all of those things. If you are consuming negative things, 
you will tend to be a more negative person. If you are consuming uplifting things, you will tend to be someone who is seeing the world through a more positive lens and tends to be more uplifting. Choose your media consumption carefully. And if you're in a relationship, and if you're listening to this, you likely are, be comfortable to have a conversation about the way that you are consuming a lot of times These are things that just have happened over time. We're not even conscientious of the number of hours that we're spending in front of devices until we actually have someone hold a mirror up to us and ask some bigger questions about why we're making the choices that we're making. The alternatives, being in conversation, being in community, doing activities together, all of them lead to more intimacy and all of them tend to lead to more positivity than the consuming of media generally, ultimately brings out of each of us. So number one, think about your relationship with media. Number two, think about your relationship with food and exercise. And when it comes to things that you may need to quit relationship-wise, you may need to quit being the person who consumes certain categories of food. You may need to become the couple who commits because of the interest in developing a foundation that is healthier for you as individuals to be people who commit to quitting fast food. Oh, I'm sorry for having said those words out loud. For some of you, that is a staple of your relationship. But the couples who have understood the relationship between personal health and wellness and their relationship being more alive or having a more exceptional feel to it are the ones who are making more conscientious choices about integrating a healthier outlook in their life as individuals as a vehicle to get to that better version of themselves. If you are a single person of the relationship who is interested in having a healthier lifestyle, but your partner has not yet embraced that vision for their own health regimen, you're going to struggle If in any way you are able to be swayed by their embracing your choices or not. When Rachel and I have made decisions about how consistently we're going to show up to a gym or how consistently we're going to eat healthy or how little we're going to eat out or how often we're going to drink or how much water we're going to take in. When we do it together, we are an unstoppable force and when we are healthier We make out more often. When we are healthier, we show up better for our children. When we are healthier, we're able to achieve more things in our work. When we are healthier, we are just better versions of ourselves. When you look at studies of high performers, there is an unbelievable correlation between people who have achieved great things in business and in their personal life and they're committing to having as a foundation of their individual self, an appreciation for health and fitness. So if you as a couple are feeling a little bit stuck, a little bit like you're in a rut, a little bit like you don't know why you can't get from where you are, which is good, to where you want to be, which is exceptional, and you have not yet committed to being a little more disciplined when it comes to how you have a relationship or don't with certain kinds of foods or how you have a relationship or don't with a gym or running outdoors or doing something that gets your body moving on the regular, force this conversation, have this conversation, 
And if you've just never, ever been a person that has embraced fitness, if you're never, ever a person that's really had nutrition as a part of their life, don't go crazy to start because you will set yourself up for failure. But do take some steps to understanding a little bit more about how, if you were to embrace working out on a more regular basis, even if it's just taking a walk around the block, or if you were to embrace understanding a little bit better the impact of the food that you put in your body, as a couple, if you were to do it together, I promise that you would see results that would fundamentally change the way that you think about the importance and the relationship that health and wellness have on an exceptional relationship. If for no other reason you will want to make out more with your partner when you have more energy, when there's a little more attention being paid to not just how you look, but frankly, how you feel. When you're making choices about your health, your self-confidence, your feeling good in your skin changes the way that you feel good in front of your partner. Rethink the relationship that you have with food. Rethink the relationship that you have with exercise. And if you're a person who says, I'm just not that kind of person, rethink the limiting belief that would keep you from reaching for how you could become a little more conscientious of what you eat or how you move your body as a vehicle to making your relationship better. The third relationship that you need to think about quitting is the relationships that you have with people who don't want to help you become a better version of yourself. Thinking differently about the way that other people either push you to reach for more or act as an impediment for you becoming the very best version of yourself. We all have people who are inspirational and aspirational in our lives. Hopefully, if you don't, you need them. You need to find them. And we also all have people who have convinced themselves that mediocrity is just their lot in life. They were born this way. As good as it is, is as good as it will get. And when they see you reaching for a version of yourself that is bigger or better than what they've envisioned for their life, their insecurity about not reaching for more will have them actively trying to keep you from becoming your best self or your best relationship. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break. While we're gone, listen to these awesome things we have from the Hollis Co. I think you're going to love them as much as we do. Y'all, Girl Wash Your Face has surpassed every expectation I could possibly have had for a book. It has sold almost 2 million copies, if you could even believe that. It's been number one on the New York Times bestseller list for weeks. And for you guys, even more exciting, it is one of the top five audiobooks of the year on Audible. So if you are dying to hear a little bit more of my voice, be sure and check out Girl, Wash Your Face, available anywhere you get your audiobooks. So we've said many times, you are the five people you surround yourself with most. If you are the smartest person in your circle, you need a new circle. If you are in the healthiest relationship in your circle, you need a new circle. 
If you are the most ambitious couple in your circle, you need a new circle. If you find yourself in a circle that would ever give weight to the opinion of people who have not made as much progress in reaching for exceptional relationship themselves, you have to ask yourself why you're giving them an opinion in your life, why you're giving them an opinion in potentially holding your relationship back from where it can go. Who we hang out with and the weight that we give their opinions is an exceptionally important part in helping gate whether we can go from where we are to where we want to go or if we will get stuck where we are. Mediocre people will always take someone who is reaching for exceptional and try and pull them back down to mediocre. It is because of their own insecurity of you outgrowing them or reaching for more. So you have to decide, are you going to give weight to that person? Are you going to let someone with a cheap seats opinion of your life have an expensive role in determining where and what you can accomplish? Think carefully about how you surround yourself with people who are modeling a version of your relationship that you hope to one day achieve. If you're only in relationship with couples who are struggling, if you're only in relationship with couples that tease each other all the time or treat each other without respect or do things that you think aren't the best version of how you'd hope for you and your partner to show up for each other, what model do you have that will help you reach for the next level of how you as a couple hope to evolve? You need to put yourself into community with people that are doing things that you respect, that are doing things that you have uh, the hope to emulate that, that from their model, you might learn to and grow into a version of your relationship that goes to the next level. You want to find people that will help push you to grow, and you want to find people that will help push you to grow as individuals and as a couple. And if you don't have that in your life right now, you say, Dave, how can I find it? Well, you're starting at one of the places that we've tended to go to as couples ourselves, a podcast. There are plenty of people who have podcasts that have books, that have resources available on YouTube, that have resources as books and libraries that you can immerse yourself with and surround yourself with that'll help you reach for a better version of you as an individual and as you as a couple. So think about who and how you surround yourself with people Make sure they're the right people. If they aren't the right people, it doesn't mean you have to be out of community with them. But please don't give them that front row seat if they're not worthy of having one. Don't let their opinion be one that you give weight to if they're not a master in a part of relationship that you have not yet mastered. The fourth thing is giving consideration to how you need to quit the relationship with your current vision of yourself slash your past vision of yourself. There is um, something to having a real sense of what you hope the version of you or the version of your relationship looks like, say, five years from now, 10 years from now, dreaming as big as you can of how rich and how meaningful the very best version of you shows up in 2023 and how you as a couple show up in 2023. And that version of you, the cost of that new life will be your current one. 
The cost of that better version of you is the one that you have come from. It doesn't mean that where you're at now is bad. It doesn't mean that anything is wrong. But you, in what hopefully will continually be an evolutionary process that has you every day getting better, every day falling more in love, every day getting closer to the exceptional version of your relationship that you dream of 5, 10, 20 years from now, it will come at the expense of some of your identity today. And the more that you can become comfortable with the reality that what you know of yourself today or what you know of your relationship today is something that has to change in order to grow, that growth is only going to come outside of your comfort zone, and that if you are going to get to that place you want to go to, you have to be comfortable with it being different than where you are today, it'll actually act as a catalyst to push you away from some of the things that today are keeping you from being the best version of you as a couple or you as an individual, right? Like, don't let your identity of what you've been through determine forever what you are in relationship going forward. You may have gone through some hard things. And in those hard things, you can either decide to define those hard things as the marrow of your relationship Or you can decide that those hard things and having survived them are actually the thing that prepares you best for everything that will come in the future of your relationship, right? You have to find a way to take the identity that you had at the very beginning of your relationship, the identity that you have today, given everything that you've been through, and the identity that you're reaching for in that future version of yourself to be what they are, which is different from each other, And in acknowledging those things, it gives you permission to jettison the stuff that isn't working, to push away and push back from the things that you maybe have fallen into habits-wise that aren't ideal for your relationship so that you can get from where you are to where you want to go. The challenge is actually doing a little bit of the work to identify what the difference is between where you are today or where you've been and where you want to be. But I, I would challenge you as a couple to sit down and make a list of what the version of your relationship five years from now or the version of your relationship 10 years from now actually looks like. Be very specific. Get into excruciating detail and then contrast the difference between where you are today and where you've come from previously to where you plan to go so that you can game plan what it'll take to get from where you are to where you need to be. If you don't know where you're going, you will definitely not get there. We've said hope is not a strategy so many times. I'm sure it's annoying by now, but hoping that your relationship is going to become the exceptional version that you dream of is ridiculous. It is not going to happen unless you're willing to put in a little bit of work to be very specific about what it is that you are hoping to achieve so that in actually focusing on that future version of your relationship, you know how to game plan how you go from where you are today to where you want to try and get to. So the fourth thing, as a reminder, becoming comfortable with quitting on your current version or vision of yourself, current version of your relationship, so that you can become the version of your relationship and the version of yourself that truly is that exceptional version of you. And then the fifth thing 
is uh, really about mindset. The idea of quitting some of the things that today keep you from believing that you deserve the kind of relationship that you hope for, that you deserve the kind of partner that you hope for, that you deserve to become the kind of uh, woman or man in this relationship that your partner ultimately deserves. Uh, It's the idea of quitting on the vision of your old self, or the the relationship that you have with your old self. Um, Oftentimes, things have happened in our life that define for us what we are or aren't, what we can or can't be, what we do or don't deserve, and we cling to those things, and in clinging to those things, shut ourselves off from the possibility of becoming the thing or the people or the kind of relationship that we ultimately are hoping for. We call those limiting beliefs. Those limiting beliefs are the things that you have taken and and accepted in some instances as absolute capital T truths in your life and in having believed, I'm just not the kind of person that deserves a relationship like this. Or I come from a family that's always struggled to have intimacy actually work, so it's just not in the cards for me. Or I came from a family that had divorce or that had people where infidelity was a part of the conversation, or on and on and on. And so you've accepted that your fate is already cast and that you are destined to only enjoy life so much that you're only eligible to have a meaningful relationship that goes only so deep. And those are just lies. I'm sorry. You need to challenge the things that you've believed And you need to challenge the things that you've believed, not just about yourself, but about what your relationship ultimately can be and how you can, as individuals, show up for each other for the kind of relationship that you ultimately deserve. So those are the five things. Quitting is uh, the theme of our last 90 days challenge this week. Last 90 days has been our attempt to finish the year in as strong a way as we possibly can. Strongest finish to the year in a way that you might normally look to start the year. And the theme for this week was quitting on yourself. We decided to have a conversation today about things you need to quit in your relationship because a lot of times we don't necessarily think about quitting things as much as adding things. But often the idea of letting go of or challenging the things that we've allowed to become part of our relationship so that we can have the kind of relationship we want is just as important. So to recap, challenging whether or not you are consuming the right things and need to potentially quit something inside of the media space is number one. That could be social media and how you let the influences of social media, whether it's comparison to other couples and the unrealistic highlight reels that they're putting up on Instagram and Facebook. It could be how much time you're investing as a couple or individually to television or video games. And yes, whether or not porn as a medium in media is introducing itself and infiltrating your relationship, have that conversation. Work your way through whether you need to talk seriously about quitting, altering, changing the way that you have a relationship with media. Number two, your relationship with food and exercise. You cannot come whole to a relationship if you are yourself not operating in a healthy way with a healthy foundation. The way that you as a couple have a relationship with food or the way that you as a couple have a relationship with exercise 
influences the way that you can show up as your whole selves, not just for you and your partner, but for your family as well. If one of you is committed to healthy choices, but the other one is not, you got to have a healthy conversation about alignment so that you can support each other in their pursuit of being the best version of themselves. The third was your relationship with people who don't help you reach for the best version of yourself. You are these five people that you surround yourself with. If you are not in community with couples that are giving you the model for the better version of your relationship, you need to find it. If you're not in community with people that are pushing you to be more, to reach for more, to think bigger than the current version of yourself, you need to find a way to put those people around you. The thinking about quitting your relationship as it is or as it was. Don't let the way that you have lived in relationship, how you started your relationship, be an indictment for how you have to spend the rest of your relationship. Spend the time dreaming and designing what your best case scenario for your relationship looks like. Then contrast that best case scenario against where you currently are and game plan how you go from where you are today to where you want to get. And then finally, quitting your relationship with your old self. How do you get rid of those limiting beliefs that keep you from becoming the best version of you as an individual so that you can, as a whole person, come into relationship the way that your partner deserves, the way that your kids deserves, in a way that allows you to actually pursue an exceptional relationship together? So there they are. Those are the five things we're going to suggest you need to think about quitting if you want to have an exceptional relationship. If you like this episode, I hope that you will take a picture, put it on social, tag myself and Miss Rachel Hollis. I'm Mr. Dave Hollis. Let us know that you liked the episode. Tell your friends. If you really liked it, please go to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Rate the podcast, unless you didn't like it, in which case, keep that to your darn self. Uh, We appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Rise Together. Hey, y'all. We should hang out on more than just this podcast, which means that the next time you're on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, be sure and type Rachel Hollis into the search bar and check out all the fun things we have going on on your favorite platform.